Here's another in our podcast series, Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Minor foot problems such as blisters or cuts can cause complications if left unattended. The good news is that you can prevent many foot complications with some simple everyday foot care. My guest is Dr. Brian Reed. He's a podiatrist with St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Dr. Reed, what are the most common foot issues that you see every single day? Uh, good morning, Melanie. Thanks for having me. The uh, most common foot uh, conditions I see daily um, are likely bunions, hammer toes, um, uh, and especially this time of year, the springtime, when people are getting out there doing some yard work, maybe getting a little uh, exercise in. Uh, uh, most commonly, I think we have to say uh, plantar fasciitis or heel pain and Achilles tendonitis and ankle sprains are very common this time of year. Then let's talk about some of those plantar fasciitis to start can be so painful and debilitating. And some for some people, it comes and goes. What do you recommend when they start to feel that pain? Explain a little bit about what it is and what that pain is like. So plantar fasciitis is the most common cause of heel pain in adults. Often it's pain on the bottom of the uh, heel. Uh, typically, uh, when it starts, it it is a uh, sharp pain uh, at, when weight-bearing after periods of rest. So typically when you get out of bed in the morning, you're sitting down for a long period of time resting or in the car, the first few steps are very painful. Um, that's pretty typical of plantar fasciitis. Um, the plantar fascia is a extension of the calf muscle and the Achilles tendon. So the most um, important thing to do initially is a lot of good calf stretching and arch stretching and wearing arch supports is, is uh, probably the best way to treat it um, on your own initially. Well, as long as we're talking about arch supports, there are so many, you know, there's spankos and super feet and there's all kinds of things that people can buy at the store. What do you think of some of those? Cause some of them are pretty hard plastic, but they warm to your foot and whatever. Do you think that people need to have a professionally made arch support, an orthotic? Do you think they can try those first? Speak a little bit about shoes and arch supports for feet. So uh, I think two of the ones that you named, Melanie, are actually probably the best two uh, that are commercially available. The uh, Spanko Art Supports and the Superfeet um, are both good. Uh, as you stated, they, they kind of initially have a hard plastic feel, but that's kind of important. You need that that plastic shell to really support the plantar fascia or the arch ligament. The kind of soft, floppy, your gelin type inserts really don't provide the uh, the support you need. Uh, my favorite arch support um, that I like to recommend is one called Power Steps, um, very similar to the Spanko uh, and the Superfeet, but they uh, have a little bit of a softer feel um, and uh, also kind of have the good structural integrity to support the arch. Um, I think it was kind of a two-part question. As far as um, shoe gear, um, you know, obviously this will vary depending on people's occupations, but recreationally, I just really like, you know, good running type sneakers, um, a neutral type shoe with an arch support is probably the best recommendation. What about good foot hygiene? Some people have, you know, nails that look a little bit yellow or they let them grow too long or they get, you know, they have smelly feet. Of course, a lot of people have that problem. What do you tell people about good foot hygiene, and that'll segue us into diabetic feet and keeping really good control of those. So 
um, just some common sense rules on on uh, the no no real great formula for good foot hygiene other than just some common sense you know daily cleansing obviously just checking your feet inspecting them daily things like fungal rashes in between the toes can kind of creep up on you quickly unless you check and wash and dry in between your toes uh, daily. Um, some people have excessive sweating and there are some commercially available drying agents that are helpful with that. Um, if uh, the sweating or odor becomes excessive, then certainly a visit to the podiatrist where there are some uh, prescription strength um, roll-on type medications are, are helpful. And now tell us about watching your feet. If you're somebody with diabetes, it's even more important that you practice that good foot hygiene and you keep a watch on them, you check your feet. What are you looking for? So with diabetics, you know, um, everybody uh, or many people have heard really just the catastrophic uh, uh, results of diabetes in your feet and horrible things like amputations. And, and the number one rule prior to even any type of foot advice is good rigid blood sugar control. You know, really maintaining your blood sugar uh, within normal limits is is, is paramount. Um, the uh, Most of the side effects of uh uh, your feet from diabetes come from poor circulation uh, or something called neuropathy or inability to feel. And if you can keep your blood sugar in normal range, then you won't you won't develop uh, a poor circulation or or, or neuropathy. Um, but as a, a, if you are a diagnosed diabetic, just important for daily diabetic foot checks. Check your feet every day. Look for any areas of drying, cracking, redness, swelling. Uh, any kind of rashes or blistering, you should um, you should see your podiatrist or see a podiatrist uh, immediately. You mentioned bunions as something that you see pretty commonly. What are they, and w- why do they cause so much pain for people? So bunions are actually a misalignment of the big toe joint. Um, layman's uh, terms, you'll see that bump on the uh, inside of your big toe joint. Um, And it's actually a misalignment of the first metatarsal bone, which is the bone that goes into the big toe joint. And the reason that they become so painful is just pressure from shoe gear. Um, It's a little bit of a wives' tale. Uh, Shoe gear does not cause bunions. Bunions are an inherited uh, foot structure trait. However, shoe gear does aggravate them or make them symptomatic. So just avoiding um, any narrow shoes, um, um, wearing a shoe or a sneaker that's wider through the toe box to prevent the rubbing or irritation of the bump is the, uh, is the best first treatment for them. And what about things we can do nutritionally? Dr. Reed, for our feet, does vitamin D help our feet? Are there certain foods that we can eat that can help? Because that's our base of support. What else can we do? So you've a uh, touched on something that's actually pretty a uh, hot topic right now uh, in the foot and ankle literature in the foot and ankle world is uh, uh, is vitamin D deficiency. We're seeing a, a pretty much, uh, especially where I am in, in New York right now, Northeast, and, and you know certainly some other areas that are uh, have less of a sunny season is vitamin D deficiency. So routinely on our preoperative patients now we're uh, getting vitamin D levels. So um, just vitamin D, just good. Um, balanced diet. Um, If you are in some of these areas uh, where we uh, have, um, you know, we don't have, you know, great sunshine all year long, uh, certainly having vitamin D levels. And if you are vitamin D deficient, uh, you can take your doctor's recommendations on D3 uh, supplements and um, just sun exposure, just good daily walks in the sun are helpful as well. Wrap it up for us, Dr. Reed, with your best advice about keeping good care of our feet and our ankles, and when these kinds of issues, we've touched on just a few today, and there's so many we could discuss, 
But when these issues start to bother us, when is a good time to see a podiatrist? So I think to wrap it up, I think sooner than later. You know, the uh, I am uh, I'm a podiatrist who works in a uh, in an orthopedic practice and do a lot of foot and ankle surgery. But the overwhelming majority of of these conditions, foot and ankle conditions, can be treated within an office visit or two, non-operatively, without surgery, conservatively. So just you know, get on things early. Don't let them become chronic. They become more difficult to manage that way. Um, so you know, when you have some early signs, um, it probably pays to have a quick visit and get things resolved quickly. Thank you, Dr. Reed, so much for sharing your expertise with us today in this really interesting topic. So many people have so many questions about their feet. So thank you again for being with us. This is Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. For more information, please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org. That's stlukescornwallhospital.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.